When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And my family. Well, that so, thank you. is awesome. Great, yeah. great. Well, that was uh, what you just heard at the top was um, uh, red, uh, you know, Jen Psaki right. addressing a question from the Deuce, Peter Deucey. Because MSNBC and CNN and, of course, the administration are calling the Florida law horrific, and they're calling Ron DeSantis a Nazi pig. Quote, Nazi of pig. He's and, such a And, of Nazi. course, that has yes. everything to do with the election, because if he is nominated, he's going to slaughter Joe Biden in the election in 2024 if he's the nominee. But, you know, Sean, I talk about the lunatics who have taken over the country and reasonable people out here who are tired of what they're doing. And reasonable people support Peter Ducey's question. At what age, then, if the White House thinks that the Florida law that says teachers, administrators, counselors can't talk to five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds about sex and gender identity, at what age does the administration support that? Do they think a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old should? And she won't answer that question. She won't answer that question because it's an election killer, and she knows it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the same reason. The same reason they won't answer the abortion question. Because they, they know that most reasonable thinking Americans, and, and I'm talking Democrats as well, you know, are not, uh, they don't want four people talking to teachers and administrator, administrators talking to five-year-olds about gay, gay lifestyle, gay sex, nope. transgenderism, and all that. Reasonable people don't want that. And when you can't argue a point with a reasonable person, well, then you got to go emotional. Then it's going to be, oh, it's just you hate people and you hate gay people. And, but they're not going to answer that question. No way they're not going to. They're they're going to answer that question. Every time they or answer that this, question, in the they'll case lose of, the election. In the case of Jackson, uh, the the lunatics, and this is what I've said for a long time: the lunatics have taken over the country. They're in charge of the uh, political process in America. They're in charge of social media. They're in charge of big corporations. They're in charge of the alphabet media. The reasonable people out here, and quit putting R and D behind your name because that's just that's nonsense. R and D is nonsense. Either you're a reasonable person or you're a lunatic. And the lunatics try to tell you that a boy can be a girl. The lunatics try to tell you that January sixth was an overthrow of the government. That's what the lunatics say but the reasonable people know better that lunatics sean want the border to be completely open you know we should we should have our government involved in human trafficking bringing these people in here and shipping them all over the country well reasonable people know better reasonable people don't want our government in human trafficking yeah well the problem is the lunatics are winning at least for now the lunatics are getting everything they want i i they've got an open border once title 42 goes away they got an open border it's what they want uh, I, I saw Piers Morgan on, uh, I think it was the Five the other night, and he made a really good point. Uh, he said, "When, at what point did we allow and consent 
to a very small community of people determining everything about our lives, whether it's how we speak to each other, uh, border security. I mean, this is a very, a reasonably small community of people who want to teach this gay stuff to to five-year-olds, who 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 want the open border, who who want gas uh, to cost twelve bucks a gallon, who want all this socialist crap. It's a small community of people, and the re- unfortunately the reasonable thinking people of this country have allowed this to happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> we have allowed this crap well, to happen. The, they, they've allowed it, but they've, they've also they've also done the, the lunatics have put people in charge in various areas who have forced the reasonable people to, to be quiet. And that's why this Elon Musk thing scares the snot out of the lunatics out oh, there. Yeah. Because they they control the narrative. They control what's out there. Stelter said it yesterday on CNN. There's a lot of fear about what Elon Musk is doing. He may open the content. He may tear down the content restrictions that are on Twitter. Well, hell yeah, he ought to tear down the content restrictions. Because they control... See, the the lunatics control the narrative right now, right? Where they say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Gender is a social construct. Boys can be girls. White supremacy is our biggest threat. You know, all those things that they say, that the lunatics say, reasonable people disagree with but if they allow reasonable people and elon musk is going to do this on twitter if they allow reasonable people to talk and to have a voice then their narratives all fall apart their memes they live in a meme world their memes and their narratives just fall apart well i I think their narrative already is falling apart and and, and recent polling kind of shows that people are seeing through the bull crap uh, you know, so I, I think it's great. The Elon Musk story is great, and have at it, buddy. You know, I mean, uh, sure, I, I think it's a great idea to take Twitter in a new direction, and and get rid of some of this, this, uh, this, this editing and this political correctness and this wokeness because a lot of it is based on fear. I mean, you look at the Will Smith thing, and they're actually saying now, uh, you know, if you're white, you, you shut up about the Will Smith thing. I mean, it's it's all about canceling yeah, voices about and canceling and canceling people's thoughts. That are contrary to that narrative, but I, I the, you know, again, you look at recent polling, and the narrative, the BS, obviously isn't working with people anymore, and people are pissed off and they're fed up with this stuff, and I'll tell you why, right? Because now right. it's hitting them in the wallet. It's no longer, oh, you know, I was banned on Facebook for a week, or you know, my Twitter account was locked, or what have you. Now it's, I'm paying what per gallon of gas? Now it's I'm paying what for a for a loaf of bread, so you know uh, uh, you, you start hitting people in their monthly budget, and it gets real personal, of course, real fast. And no, it's no longer ideological. Well, now it's no longer what you think about transgendered people or not. It's it's how much money you have at the end of the month. That's right. And reasonable people have always thought that way. They just haven't had the outlet in which to say it because the alphabet media is not talking to them. The alphabet media is now calling the route for the Battle of Flowers Parade a drag queen family friendly parade. So that's the kind of thing that the, that, that the lunatics who are running all of this show are saying and reasonable people have not had an outlet that, you know, they've had our voice, right? So they've had the outlet here, but they haven't had an opportunity to get on Twitter. And if you say it on Facebook, they take your thing. 
thing down. You remember during the 2020 election, they any, anything positive about Donald Trump, they just removed you. They removed Donald Trump completely from Twitter, and a lot of conservative, right. reasonable thinking people were removed from Twitter. And that's about to be set straight. I'll tell you, I, when I announced the, the Elon Musk thing yesterday, I brought this up, and I'm super excited about it. Not that I agree with everything that Elon Musk says or believes, but he's a reasonable person, and he is willing to allow people to say things, whatever they believe. He's willing uh, to, to allow them a voice to say it. And that scares the snot out of the lunatics. Well, it does. And, and I would even take it one step further in that Elon Elon is, is more than reasonable. Elon is about, you know, 50 miles down the road from reasonable because he's got such a big, wrinkly brain. And, uh, and he can see where everything's going. He sees the big picture all the time. He thinks in big picture images. He doesn't think in little, little stuff. So he, he understands what's at stake here. And, uh, he knows that, uh, down the road, it really doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk or the guy working down the street at the Circle K. If we lose the country, it's going to affect everyone, including him, one way or the other. Uh, and so he, he's a big picture dude. I mean, as far as me, I, I, I'm an old fart. I'm always going to be on Facebook, but I'm, I'm, I, I think for, you know, Twitter has obviously become, a huge force for the way uh, our leadership communicates with us. And so, uh, you know, good on him, man. I, I, I have a lot of admiration for that dude. He's a weirdo, but the best people usually are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, and he, he's doing a great job. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up here on KTSA. Uh, speaking of, you know, things IT, Bridgehead IT is a great company that's in Texas taking care of great companies such as yours. You know, when it comes to effective, smart IT solutions for whatever your business question is, Bridgehead IT is there with those solutions for you. They can be your IT partner for your company at 210-477-7999. Whether it's an IT issue that has your computers not working, could be a big problem, obviously, or whether you have suffered a cyber attack, which is an even bigger problem, Bridgehead IT is there to help no matter what the situation is. They can either be a full-time IT company for you, part-time, or they can help your current IT division of your company. Bridgehead are the IT experts for your company that help improve your bottom line as a real problem solver for your company. Turn to Bridgehead IT anytime you need smart, innovative IT solutions. It's Bridgehead IT at 210-477-7999. Well, the Acura weather forecast uh, the opening night for Niosa tonight and it's going to be a hot one dress appropriately low clouds patchy fog giving way to some sunshine later today it's going to be hot late day thunderstorm can't be ruled out about 95 for the high then tonight's going to become clear tomorrow plenty of sunshine rather windy not as hot high of 82 and on Thursday and Friday pleasant plenty of sunshine breezy at times at a high of 79 for you exceptionally common sense San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. These are troubling, troublingly inadequate answers that she provides because she doesn't answer them at all to very basic questions. That is a Senator Mike Lee. It's Warren Rima. Sean's back. Trey Ware, KTSA. And thanks for the emails, everybody, uh, about my framing of the lunatics versus the reasonable thinkers in America. We just got to make it simple to understand. And that's what I'm doing. So, Sean, what's on your list, man? What's going on? Oh, you know, Sarah Palin's back in the news. Oh, Sarah. God bless Sarah. Uh, I, I don't know if you know that, if I've ever said this on the air on this show, but man, when Sarah Palin first came out, I was working at. KOA in Denver, and I had the biggest crush on her, and I thought she was great. I'm like, finally, 
Someone who represents the people. Finally, someone who who is is doesn't talk like a politician. And in the early days, she was great. I went to a John McCain, Sarah Palin rally at a at an airplane hangar uh, outside of Colorado Springs, and I, I really she was great until she started letting the suits and the advisors talk for her, and then things got weird, and then she became a fame hog, and things got even stranger. I don't what I mean. I, I'm bringing it. She's running for this uh, this congressional seat uh, in Alaska. Uh, Fifty other people are running for this for Don Young's seat. Uh, she says, "Oh, what the hey? I'm going to do it, you know." And uh, I, I don't know. Does she? To what extent does she still have influence? And in, I mean, I, I suspect she has more influence within the conservative movement that I give her credit for. But she's on the Jesse Waters show last night, and she says, "Oh, he asked her about, you know, you're going to, they're going to sling everything at you. You know how they treated you in the past. You're, you're, the left are really going to go for you." And and she says, "The jackals will be doing their jackaling." And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go again. I, I, does she? Do you think she really has a lot of influence still, or is she kind of a has been at this point? What do you? She think? is a has been nationally uh, at the uh, on the national level. She's a has been, and and I, I don't know so much of a has been as it is her messaging is way off, and that showed in that disastrous press conference and endorsement she put on for Trump during the last oh, campaign. God. It was a that disaster. Was it was horrible. Yeah. It was a word salad. It was it was Kamala Harris like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> but it was it was Kamala Harris like. It made no sense whatsoever. But Sean, I got to tell you, you know, I've done the research in Alaska, and she's still wildly popular up there she was popular as a tv sports anchor and that got her into the um uh, governor's chair because she got the exposure all throughout alaska and she's still uh very popular in alaska what surprises me is how somebody like murkowski can make it in alaska because they're pretty darn conservative up there so you know but anyway um, you know, if if the right people and you know Trump's behind her, he supported her this weekend. Right. So you know the right people get behind her, and she uh, basically <laughs> clamps down on some of the nonsense that comes out of her mouth. Sometimes, sure, she's got a chance. You bet. Well, just just don't, Sarah. Just don't try to be funny, please, and don't rap. Well, Whatever yeah. you do, don't rap and don't try to be funny. The jackals will be no. jackling. You know, it's a, no, 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 don't 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 say anything like that. <laughs> and you'll you'll do fine. Well, in you Alaska. know. <laughs> some, some of her little humorous things that she used to say about lipstick on a pig and mama bear, mama bear, man. Yeah. You know, that stuff, but it connected. It connected with the common, everyday, reasonable thinker out there. And if she'll just stick with the, you know, forgive me for saying this, but stick with the talking points. Here's what you need to talk about, Sarah. Smaller government, lower taxes, right. those kind of things. If you'll talk about that, you're going to be just fine. If not, if you start talking about jackals, <laughs> no. Jackaling. Gonna... No, it's it's the jackaling. Don't, whatever you do, don't make up words. Okay, please. Yeah, right. Jackaling, please don't go there. Uh-huh. Anyway, but I, I used to be a big fan, yeah. you know, and then, and then the reality TV stuff. Well, I was a big fan because she actually really did it the way you're supposed to do it as far as how our system is set up. She actually was first, uh, she would get she got involved in local uh, politics. She became a mayor of of some town for a while before she she did ran for governor, and uh, she she did it the way we envision our citizen public servants do it, which is why they hated her guts so much. Uh, right, and still do. Uh, but you know, she I, I it's, at some point the the notoriety I think kind of got into her noggin there. And uh, she started digging that a little too much. But just, yeah, no, no jackaling, please. Don't talk about jackaling. Yeah. You'll be fine. Absolutely <laughs> right. 
Uh, also, um, here in San Antonio, um, this is the headline from KSAT TV, the official media <laughs> partner of Fiesta. A route detour for major Fiesta parades, that would be this coming Friday's Battle of Flowers and Saturday's Flambeau, gives way for new traditions in the LGBTQ business district. And what they've done is they've put the start over there right. where the Rainbow Cross is, and there's a lot right. of rainbow businesses over in that area. And they are right. branding this now, or they did on the news last night, as a drag queen family-friendly parade. And I want to go back again and talk about reasonable people here in San Antonio who look at this parade and the other parades, and they realize that as reasonable people, we don't want that in front of our five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old children who are going to be sitting along that parade route, waiting for the high school band to walk by. That's not what we want. If you're doing the bedroom, you know, okay, do it in the bedroom. If you want to be a drag queen or whatever in a private life, okay. But the minute you start being a drag queen in front of the family at public events like the Battle of Flowers Parade, which a historic parade like that in San Antonio and the and the Flambeau, uh, now you're off. Now you're off base. I, I don't know. Have you ever seen footage from, like, Fiesta in Brazil and, and Rio de Janeiro? You know, they got a lot of dudes wearing, wearing thongs hopping around those parades. I'm not saying it's, you know, that I agree with it or whatever. I mean, I, I heard that. I heard that, and I kind of went, well, of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I have an opinion one way or the other on that. I mean, I, I, I guess I... Fiesta is a family-friendly event, but it also isn't. It also is a huge party. It's kind of like, it's kind of like saying the Super Bowl is a family-friendly event, but you know, chances are Dad's going to end up peeing in the hamper by the time the whole thing's over. People are partying. I mean, is it? I I, I get where it, traditionally that's the one thing that people take their kids to. Uh, Not the parade, I, I, I will Sean. I will I will say I just said take their kids to the parade. They take their kids to the parade. Uh, I, I would say that, uh, you know, for most people who support this kind of thing, it, it really isn't about supporting this community or that community. The businesses along that route are getting a, a thumbs up from city council and from the mayor's office to to make a lot of money and get some trannies in there. But it, it's all about this, you know, making sure everybody knows how freaking woke San Antonio is. It, it's, it's, right. it's not a big shocker or surprise. And if people don't like the idea of it, then unfortunately the only protest they have is to not go. Give them an empty street. The problem is the, the gay and lesbian community will turn out. Uh, so, you know, again, I don't know what else to say other than if you don't want that, don't go and, and make a lot of noise about it. But people made a lot of noise about the, the Christmas tree being moved to Tra Travis Park, and it didn't make any bit of difference. If you don't like this stuff, That's right. turn out to freaking vote. If you don't like well, the city council, they, if you exactly don't like right. any of this stuff, then turn out to freaking vote at city that's elections. Right. And, and when you talk about dad peeing in a hamper during a football game or something like that, maybe that goes on. That would be inappropriate in front of the chil children as well. Uh, no, what I'm and, saying is it's a big if, party. If, I mean, if it's going not, on at Niosa you know. or if it's going on at one of the nighttime party places where there's supposed to be a whole lot of boozing and stuff like that, that's one thing. But it, when it's going on at the Battle of Flowers parade or going on in front of the Alamo or wherever, no, that's, that's not appropriate. And I think that reasonable people believe that, that that's not an appropriate time or place. I think a lot of gay people probably think it's not appropriate. But, again, their voices so. are just as silenced as anybody else's. Because uh, I, I know a lot of folks in that community who hate this woke crap. But, again, they're not. nobody's paying attention to well, that. Well, then why aren't they speaking up about it? 
Why don't they why, say why that? Aren't, why aren't straight people speaking? People are speaking up no, about but, it. Does but it I'm matter? Saying you, you're saying you know a lot of gay people. Why aren't, why aren't the gay people standing up and saying, this is wrong, you they don't represent are. me? They why aren't are they just that? Like, They Where? are just like, I wait a minute. They, are you hearing a lot of straight people in the national media speaking up? No, they're being silenced just like everybody else is. They're all being silenced. I, did did I, Ron I Nuremberg give a crap? Did Ron, Nuremberg, did Ron Nuremberg give a crap? or the city council give a crap about any alternative voices to the idea that we move the freaking tree to Travis Park? No. Okay, nobody, that crowd doesn't want to hear any contrary voices, whether they're gay or straight. I just, I'm, I'm just telling you, I've talked to people who are gay, and they say, I hate this crap as much as you do. It makes my life more difficult. But their voices are being silenced just like everybody else's is. Well, then it opinion. goes back to the old Muslim, radical Muslim terrorist thing, and the question was always, why, aren't the Mus- why isn't the Muslim community standing up and speaking out against it? And if they got a problem with it, maybe they can give the, the reasonable people a little bit of help by, by going on the television station and saying well, they don't they're, support they're it, by, also by talk- backing it. And, and- they're also talking about their own community that they're a part of, so they have a factor to deal with that you and I don't. In that, if they speak out against that from within that community, they're ostracized. They're called, you know, breeders. They're called all kinds of names, and they're kicked out of the community. So they have that off that that additional factor they have to deal with that they're being critical of their own. It's like black people saying they're going to vote for Trump. Okay, how well does that go for a lot of folks in the national media with their politicians? Not well. So why are people not right. more vocal? They should be. I agree. But we got to take know, a they break. Also have we'll to come take back care. on they the other side of their own community. All right, we got to take a break. More Warren Rima coming up for you here on KTSA. Well, Laurel Ridge Treatment Center is a great place for you if you know somebody who is suffering from a behavioral health issue or a mental health issue, which unfortunately is affecting our teen community in a really big way right now. Isolation, depression, anxiety, addiction issues. Children are dealing with this all the time now. And it's by and large a lot of the COVID lockdown stuff, a lot of the stuff that's pressures in our communities, a lot of social media pressures that kids feel. We've seen the research, and they're seeing it happen over at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center, and they have answers for kids and adults. They have outpatient day treatment programs, inpatient options to fit your needs. Laurel Ridge is offering free assessments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. They've been a sponsor of me for many, many years and I have been to my shining city on a hill to speak and preach sermons over there many, many times. They're saving lives and healing families and creating hope. That's Laurel Ridge at laurelridgetc.com. And if you're in a crisis situation, you can call them 24-7-210-491-747. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Analysts believe Musk may want to force change at Twitter. He recently raised questions about free speech on the platform, tweeting last month, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? It's Warren Rima on KTSA. Now, lunatics on the left are taking to the media to blame reasonable people for their border mess. The lunatics always blame reasonable people for their own sins. Reasonable people know it's a terrible idea to open the border like it's being opened this very moment and will continue to be open. We'll have millions of people that are going to come into the United States, according to the Biden administration, in the next few months. Right now, they're offloading a bunch of people in Brownsville, Texas, taking them to Harlingen International Airport. Going to put them on planes, fly them wherever they want to go in the country. 
take care of them, give them food, give them housing, give them money, give their children an education, give them health care. Absolutely on your back. Now, reasonable people don't want the government involved in human trafficking. And, Sean, I've talked about this a lot in your absence while you've been gone, that uh, Joe Biden and the, uh, and, and the lunatics on the left have erased the southern border, and they've opened it completely up. And there is no border anymore. And, in fact, he's going to start closing, he says, the detention centers down along the border and just allowing people to come on in and go wherever <laughs> they want to. Right. And why? Because they're being treated as a commodity. They are a vote for Democrats. And so they're getting involved with the cartels and with the coyotes, and they are linking up with them as, as now part of the human smuggling operation. I'm talking about the Biden administration. And they're bringing these people into the country and distributing them all over the country, primarily to places where they need the votes. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's it's. I was surprised. I I forget who exactly it was, but over the weekend, I, they were talking to some higher up in border security, who, for the first time as I can as I can remember, was on national TV, uh, being asked, "Well, why do you think the Biden administration is doing this?" And he came right out and said, "It's votes. They're trying to change the political dynamic of this country." Because they're going to give everybody the right to vote at some point. They're going to give them amnesty so they can vote as citizens. And he said it's all about politics. But then he went on to give the numbers how, you know, uh, on a daily basis it was 8,000 last week. This week it's 10,000 a day. And these are just the ones they catch. Uh, And he says we're overwhelmed. He said he crunched the numbers. He said we don't have the manpower to handle this. We are already overwhelmed. He said there's no way that we have the personnel to secure 200 miles of American territory. He said, we have 200 miles of, Amer- of American territory where there's absolutely no security whatsoever. We just don't have the people. And he said, we are overwhelmed. We can't do our jobs. And he said, I, I believe that is the plan, to overwhelm us. And that's exactly what's happening. It's madness. It's political. You and I have been saying that for a long time. And I think the fact that it is political is what makes it so sick. The other aspect of it that it, that is interesting is, did you hear that the cartels are staying away from Ukrainian refugees? The Ukrainians can't get in through the cartels because the cartels are smart enough to know that uh, that would be a politically charged thing to do. So the cartels have made a business decision to not assist any Ukrainians getting into this country, only folks from, from South America. Uh, which they're doing in abundance. I mean, the cartels are making money hand over fist, uh, whether it's just the crossing or it's the trafficking, and 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 people are dying. People are are uh, are their lives are being devastated, and and entire towns along the border are being swamped. And your government doesn't care. Your government wants it. Wants it. Well, that, yeah, no, they do care. They 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 want it. They you you just said yeah. it right. They, they definitely want this to happen, because again, this is votes. Uh, but now we've had an in, a, a, a huge increase of fentanyl deaths that are yeah. directly related to coming across the border. But Joe is okay with that because Joe is so tied up and so beholden to China for getting him elected, and that's where the fentanyl is manufactured. It's run through Mexico and the cartels and brought into the United States, and the deaths of people. There's a new report out this morning. The death 
success of people from fentanyl in America has exploded since he's been the president. Why? Because he opened up the border. And he's allowing these folks to come in. And right now, as we speak, busloads. And, and one of the things that I covered while you were gone is that, that they have set up this war room in, in the White House. And they've got all these agencies in the White House who are going to deal with distributing these people. Now, when you talk about distributing people, that's like distributing a product. That's like uh, it going from the manufacturer to the right. Amazon warehouse to be distributed all over the country. So that's what these organizations and, and this war room in the White House is set up to do, is to distribute humans wherever they need the votes. And then with a stroke of the pen, he's going to make them eligible to vote in upcoming elections after he gives them our money in terms of health care and education for their children and money and food, all this other stuff that they, they're going to give them so that they will vote for Democrats. They're a commodity. And, and, and yes, the Biden administration should be called out and I think this president ought to be impeached for being involved in, in having this, this administration involved in human trafficking, because that's what this is. They're trafficking people into the United States. Yeah, they are, they are guilty of a crime. They are. They are traffickers at this point, especially, if, and, and we know, it's, as you say, it's true that they're spreading people out politically to where they feel they're going to need, uh, need the political support. It is trafficking. I mean, what else do you call it? If you're, not, you're bringing people across the border for either political or financial gain, that is the very definition of trafficking. You know, uh, uh, so I, I, you know, I hope uh, some of the voices of reason out there uh, are correct, and this is going to be a red tide uh, during the midterms. But because th- th- this is the last shot, I think. If if things go yeah. it, well, if they either if things go south, or if they successfully cheat again. This country is doomed, man. I mean, seriously, and you know it. You and I both know it, and I think yeah. a lot of people know it. You know, tens of thousands of people coming across the border every day. We're losing every the day. country. We're losing the country. Millions a month. Millions a month, and they are going to be, they're, they're from third world countries. They're from dirt poor countries. They're coming here, and they don't have a plan. They don't have money. They don't have resources. They don't have sponsors like our immigration program is supposed to be right. based on. We'll take a quick break. More Warren Rima coming up for you here on KTSA. You know, Quarter Moon, Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Great company. And with it being 95 today, the AC system is going to be stressed. Have you had Quarter Moon come to the house recently and take a look at your system? Well, they're ready to do so for you today. They can get out there, take a look at your system. They look at the outside where the compressor is and, of course, all the lines and all the electronics to make sure everything's ready to go. They clean it off for you. They'll clean off the coils and all that outside, clean the, the unit itself. And then they move inside. Quarter Moon will take a look at every aspect of the inside unit as well, including all the ductwork so you're not air conditioning a closet somewhere or you're not air conditioning the attic space. You don't want to do that. Quarter Moon will make sure you're all hooked up and ready for these hot days. Night Five today, you know you're going to need the AC today. Is it ready? Well, there's only one way to find out. That's to call Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC at 210-65. The experts. Hey, real quick, a little bit of breaking news for you this morning from the Twitterverse. Parag Agrawal just tweeted this. I'm excited to share that we are appointing Elon Musk to our board at Twitter. Through conversations with Elon in recent weeks. It became clear to us he'd bring a great value to the board. Elon tweeting back, looking forward to working with Parag and Twitter board to make significant improvements to Twitter in the coming months. So what day is it, Sean? Welcome back. What day is it anyway? What day is it? It is April 5th. And on April 5th, 
We also celebrate First Contact Day. So be loving on a Martian today if you if you have first contact with a a space being. Well, we got a few down. Speaking of which, we got a few down there at City Council. Uh, this is it's National Deep Dish Pizza Day, and I I don't know I'm pretty ambivalent toward. I, I I like a lot of I like I'm an East Coast guy. I like thin crust pizza. I don't do a lot of deep dish. Pizza. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you and me both. Uh, I like the thin crust. Um, now, mm-hmm. this is the kind of a day that only a true, you know, nerd would come up with. Or maybe Hunter Biden. It's National Flash Drive Day. <laughs> there so you go. celebrate your flash drives. <laughs> Unless you're Hunter Biden, then bury him in a hole somewhere. Uh, let's see. And th- this one's actually kind of interesting. Because this is a lost art. Uh, read a roadmap day. How oh, many cool. people are able to read a roadmap anymore good question you know honestly i mean i i since gps took over i mean i can i i i plotted my route all the way from delaware to to colorado and and beyond on a roadmap i i've driven many miles on using just a roadmap but there's absolutely mo- i mean i bet you most people under 30 c- could not find their way around using just a roadmap you know and that's you bring up a really good point because <laughs> Yeah, that's a lo- that's a lost art, kind of like giving, making change, or doing, yeah. doing simple math. You know, is a lost art because right. we have technology that does it, and we we all recognize that in the '70s when the first calculators started to come out and become ubiquitous, oh, yeah. we all said, you know what, math has become a, will become a lost art, and it's right. true. You know, and, and the same is true with. Um, just just basic sentence structure and spelling when when yeah. everything is corrected automatically you don't have to to learn those kind of things of course we all learn map study and how to plot courses on maps because we had to if we were going to travel but as a pilot i spent many and, and pilots will, will recognize this we spent many hour with a sectional uh wrapped around our thigh and flying by the by the sectional well Right. A lot of guys don't do that anymore. They may do it as a backup, but they have GPS and airplane. You just punch the button. The airplane tells you know either tells you where to go or takes it there yourself. You know, it's it's yeah. So we've lost our way. We've lost the ability to find. I mean, I for me up until just a few years ago, you know, I didn't get in the car unless there was an atlas in the car because it, yes, people sir. Probably, today don't even know what the hell an atlas is. But uh, you know, you didn't you didn't go anywhere without an atlas because you could always find out where you are and how to get to where you need to be. With an atlas, uh, and uh, yep. you're right, it's it's a lost art, and uh, this is how people, and, and people become very trusting of the technology, and that's why they end up falling down manholes or driving <laughs> off a cliff, because they're not paying attention. <laughs> so true. You know so what I, I mean? I, I'll tell you, real quick, I mean, I, I belong to a Harley group, and that's one of the things they send out every year. They send out a map of every state, every road, every back road, every right. highway, and every state. I used to live next door to a celestial uh, pilot. He was an engineer oh, wow. in in, uh, in the Air Force, and he, and he navigated. He was a celestial navigator. And I'll never forget when he came home one day and said, I think I'm losing my job because the Air Force is getting rid of celestial navigation i may you know they may do something else with me in the air force because it used to be an art you would look at the stars he would leave here sean and fly from san antonio to minneapolis and back in one night all by celestial navigation all by the stars and computers yeah computers came out and he just punched a button it took him to minneapolis and back he didn't have to look at the stars anymore now that's a lost art right yeah what happens if those systems go down what happens to you then you know exactly uh, yeah 
what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, that was the earliest form of navigation, right? It was used whether uh, right? uh, nautically or or in the air was, you know, the stars and their position. The, the wise men of the east the who went to visit Jesus. All right. First act of navigation <laughs> was finding little baby Jesus, really. That's interesting. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but that's, that's exactly what it was. Well, it was an act of navigation. The wise men. You bet. They looked up. They, that's how they got around. You bet. Yep. Okay, quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. KTSA. Uh, now, it's a good phone. I have no problems with it. It takes excellent selfies. But it has this tiny little keyboard, and my thumb is not very... I don't have a long thumb, Trey. Okay, I have a mid to short thumb, mid-size to short thumb. And I've discovered that when I'm typing a text to someone, and I don't know if I've done this to you, but this has been happening to me over and over again over the past few weeks, past couple of months, is that when I am texting someone, accidentally, without knowing it, I will switch the keyboard to the emoji selection, and I will accidentally send an emoji to someone. And I can't take it back. I've sent them the emoji. And the phone rotates emojis. So one week I'll accidentally send somebody, like a picture of a wiener dog wearing sunglasses, uh, and then it'll go away. The next week, I'm accidentally texting people a picture of a talking taco, and I have to explain I didn't mean to send that. Well, this week, I, I have a new emoji that my phone is offering, and yesterday, I accidentally sent this emoji to two different people before I could take it back. One of those people was a colleague of ours who shall remain nameless, but her initials are Elaine Rodriguez, and the other person was my ex-wife, my daughter's mom. This week's emoji is a little cartoon pig surrounded by flames and the words, I want you. So I, I accidentally sent this to Elaine yesterday because, see, we were talking about me coming back today. And I'm, like, calling her on the phone going, I didn't mean to send that to you. I'm so sorry. It's, I, I can't help it. My phone is doing this to me. And then not and I'm like, God, I hate this thing. And then not like a couple of hours later, I'm talking to my ex-wife about our daughter, you know, some situation we're dealing with. And, damn it, I did it again. I sent an I want you emoji to my ex-wife. Now, you want to talk about freaking awkward. I hate this phone, Trey. It is now, my, my phone has become a Terminator. My phone exists to embarrass me. And I just wanted to clear the air about this in front of the entire city because you know me, I tend to text instead of actually talking to people on the phone. I don't like to talk on the phone. It freaks me out. I'm just not a phone person. So I do a lot of texting on a daily basis. So if you're out there and you accidentally get an offensive emoji from me, it is, in fact, a mistake. I am not meaning to do that. My phone oh, I got is you. doing this to me, and I just want everyone to know. I understand. Elaine, don't nobody call believes HR. that excuse, but it nobody is believes I did the not excuse. Mean to send, <laughs> I did not mean to send Elaine. That explains. That, a, a, I understand. A, a, I want that explains, you mm-hmm. Ralph. That explains you know the. N- that explains. That explains the nudies you sent me last week no, from the hospital. No, those were mistakes. I get it those now. Those were mistakes. That was, your, that was your short thumb, and you've been sending I'm, me nudies now for three is. months that you've been in the hospital, and that's why. I get no, it. No, Trey, that was a different thing. That <laughs> was a different thing. I was, I was trying to bring you and I closer. Okay, that's different. Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It worked, but, <laughs> and, and I did share them on the Internet, so people have seen you nude now, so I appreciate you sending those to me. You know, speaking of weird stuff, there's a, <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden is doing weird stuff, obviously, because Joe yes. Biden, I guess he has short fingers, too. But 
He's he's taken to this weird thing now that he's doing and taking a knee every time takes somebody takes a picture. Oh so, God! Right? <laughs> you're gonna what love this. Hell? You're gonna love this. So the other day, he and the first lady, who they were christening the the, the USS Delaware, right? So they're on board right. of the ship. It, it's it's actually a sub. They're on board of the sub. They're christening it, and he called her. He called her the vice president. She was vice president oh. during the uh, Obama years. He said Jill was vice president. So then they they line up to take this picture. Here's the president, the first lady, and all these Navy officers standing on this. <laughs> this <laughs> the summary. <laughs> They're all standing there for the photo. Joe takes a knee. <laughs> what is wrong with <laughs> He's him? He's just kneeling in front of him. Well, no, this is this is hilarious. Well, he doesn't have a brain, you know, but this is hilarious. Right. Then, so people thought, well, is he Black Lives Mattering here? Is that the deal? And the White House said, no, it, had no, it was not a protest. It had no, he just takes, at, at moments like that, he takes a knee for a photo. He well, took a knee during a photo with the Seattle Storm's basket, WNBA basketball oh, team the other day. They were at the on. White House to celebrate their WNBA championship. They're all, the team is standing there behind him and he takes a knee for a photo in july they had the los angeles dodgers at the white house to celebrate their world series victory they're all standing there you know how they bring the jersey to the president and all right that. they're all standing there taking the pictures he takes a freaking knee what is wrong with him <laughs> somebody pulls He's... out a camera Right. And he takes a knee every time somebody pulls out a camera. <laughs> that dude is muddled, man. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. The basketball team's like, why is that white man taking a knee? You know, I mean, first and foremost, dude needs to be careful because he might take a knee someday and not be able to get back up. You know what I mean? When well, you're that feeble, yeah, you've got a long uh-huh. ways to go to get back to a standing position. But obviously he's that messed up in his mind. That he's completely misinterpreting the situation. You want to hear how the White House, the, the, one of their excuses oh, for it, because this is right. so frequent now, it happens so frequently, and they're like, they come over to him and they literally grab him by the shoulders, you know, Joe, you need to get up. But uh-huh. it happens so frequently, their new excuse is, well, he's six foot tall, he wants to make sure that he fits in the picture. Oh, he's in the picture it. with NBA players. <laughs> oh, stop. Are you serious? <laughs> They're yes, drinking. that's one that's of their the best answers. they could come up with. That's the yeah. best they could come yeah, up he's, with. He's oh, six foot tall. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, I'm I'm a tad over six foot, and I never have a problem fitting in a picture. Okay, I can no, fit in pictures. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, they think we're that stupid. Jen, pedal your ass uh-huh. over to MSNBC and get on with it. That is just that is <laughs> that's almost insulting to our intelligence. It is. He insulting. wants to make sure is, he's anyway. in the picture. Oh, holy right. crap. With, with WNBA players who are like 6'5", huh? you know, whatever, he wants to be in the – make sure he's in the picture. Uh, on the on the deck of the USS Delaware, yeah, I need to make sure I'm in the picture, so I'm going to kneel down. He, he, he doesn't want to get his it's forehead hilarious. cut off. You know, I mean, he, he's got to make – no, he, i tell you what the problem is. He's senile. He's got early onset. Well, of course. He's sundowning. Yes. He doesn't know what the hell's going right. on. So he reverts exactly. to some recent memory. And somewhere in his mind, Colin Kaepernick pops up, and so he starts taking a knee. You know what I mean? He's he's he's. This is the hey. president of the United States. I'm glad you right. mentioned Colin Kaepernick. We got a second here before the break. Okay, so uh, over the weekend, I brought this. Up, I talked about this yesterday, but it'd be, be interesting to hear you in just a second about this because Colin Kaepernick uh, over the weekend was invited by Jim Harbaugh to the Michigan 
football spring football game and they of course when you go to a spring football game for college you got nfl scouts there right so right. jim harbaugh who supports colin kaepernick the guy who says cops are pigs he hates right. the country veterans right. suck <laughs> the constitution is trash that's what colin kaepernick believes so jim harbaugh invites him to come to the michigan spring game and throw the football at halftime in front of all these nfl scouts to see if he can get a gig so colin kaepernick during halftime gets up and he throws the football a few times in front of these NFL scouts. And then a radio station asked him, what would you say to these NFL teams who are here today after they watched you throw? And he went into this long dissertation about how they ought to let me at least have a conversation with them about how I can make their team better. And even if they don't bring me on as a starter, bring me on second string, let me work my way up to starting, but I can improve your team. Now, here was my question, all right, yesterday, because this just happened over the weekend. Here was my question for everybody. Colin Kaepernick, just a few months ago, as he has done repeatedly, says the NFL is is slavery, that NFL owners are slave owners, right. that it's nothing different than being on the plantation picking cotton back in the uh. day to be playing on NFL team. So let me ask Colin Kaepernick, and, and you can riff on this, Sean. Why would he want to be a slave? Why would he want to sign up with a bunch of slave owners? Why would he want to go on a plantation and pick cotton? I, I thought that he stood against that. Why is he begging? To become a slave. Because no one's paying attention to him anymore. His moment has passed. Mm-hmm. And so now he's mm-hmm. reverting to football. Now he's like, well, I guess it would be kind of cool to be a football player again. Because who gives a crap about Colin Kaepernick anymore? Nobody gives a crap. Right. You know, and, and, and also, Colin, you can't have it both ways. You can't claim this organization is a, a bunch of slave traders and then practically beg to be working for them. Because that, to me, what right. you just described sounded like begging. Like, oh, oh, I'll carry the water. You know, I'll do whatever you want. You know, I mean, it's it's it, his whole story has just gotten kind of sad and pathetic. You know what I mean? Be one or the other, pal. Either be your big social justice guy uh, or, or be a, foot, a mediocre football player. But holy crap, you can't be both, man. You can't have it both ways. Ah, that's pathetic. I just I don't uh, even like football. I can't imagine that any of the slaves that were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation ran back to the plantation and asked to right. be put back into slavery. Some some of them stayed on as hired servants and paid right. workers. That happened. That that did happen. But none of them that were there as indentured servants and weren't paid and were beat and all that kind of stuff that went on during slavery, they didn't run back for any more. Oh yeah, I'm, I miss my daily beatings. No, that didn't happen. And so right. Colin. What you doing there, fella? <laughs> well, it's funny. What do you think? About, what do you think the owners of the teams and the management of the teams are thinking too? Like, well, I thought we were slave owners. They probably don't want right. anything to do with them either. You know what I mean? No, what a jerk. No. <laughs> what Plus, a he sucks. So, yeah, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. More Warren Ryman coming up. Alamo Water Softeners providing the best value for the highest quality water treatment for your entire family. And right now with the Premier Whole Home Bundle, you get the highest quality if you and you purchase a select top-of-the-line water softener, a plus-one filter, and a reverse osmosis system. You're going to get a free standard glass or ele- gas or electric water heater while supplies last. So log on today. Make that online appointment with one of Alamo Water Softeners Whole Home Specialists. Get a free water analysis and great recommendations that are customized for your home and your situation. 
question. What's in that water after it's traveled through those miles and miles of pipe coming out your sink or your your tap? You don't know, but Alamo Water Softeners can find out. They're the most um, advanced technology, complete whole home coverage for you and your family, protecting what's important and getting you the best water quality. That's what Alamo Water Softeners is all about. Log on today and make that appointment at alamowatersofteners.com. Well, it's going to be hot for the opening of Niosa tonight. The temperatures are going to soar to about 95 today. That'll break the record of 93 if we get there. Tonight's going to be clear. And then tomorrow, plenty of sunshine, rather windy, not as hot, about 82. And Thursday and Friday, Battle of Flowers is on Friday. Uh, breezy at times with lots of sunshine and about 7. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. If Judge Jackson is confirmed, I believe she will prove to be the most extreme and the furthest left justice ever to serve on the United States Supreme Court. All right, so it's Warren Ryma, 824 now, KTSA. So now the New York Times and Washington Post are looking at Hunter Biden and saying, well, the laptop is true. I've been telling you that. We've been talking about that. The laptop is true. The emails are true, et cetera. Now, a, news, a couple of news stories, Sean, that concern Hunter Biden that I just want to touch on briefly here. One of which is that Ron Klain, who is the chief of staff to Daddy, Daddy Joe, and has been for years. He's been his handler for years. Ron Klain, back when Joe was the vice president under Obama, called up, of all people, Hunter Biden when he needed $20,000 to invest in the vice president's residence which is, of course, right there at the U.S. Naval Observatory. He needed 20000 to invest in the, uh, in the vice president's residence when Joe was the vice president, so he called Hunter to ask for the money. <laughs> Hunter uh, sent the message on to a friend of his at a place called Owasco uh, to uh, get the money, the $20,000, for the vice president's residence. It's pretty interesting that he would call Hunter out of all the people. Now, uh, Joe uh, has been talking about taking guns away from you and me, and he's got his family, including himself, surrounded, of course, with, with Secret Service. Secret Service is dropping $30,000 a month on a $6 million mansion to live next door to Hunter Biden in Malibu. And this yeah. thing is a castle. It's incredible. And the Secret Service is living next door to uh, to Hunter Biden. I don't know where this Hunter Biden thing goes. I don't know. I think that they're going to do everything they can to make it go away. One thing that happened last week when you were gone... The, uh, they, they were asked, the FBI was asked, where's the laptop? Matt Gates asked them, and they said, we don't know. So the FBI right. has apparently lost that infamous laptop now. So we'll see where it all goes. You know how they are about making people, places, and things disappear that they want to have disappear. Yeah, when they become, when something becomes uncomfortable, it just goes away. I, I saw that exchange. Uh, last week, and uh, you know, Did wow, you? that really get, really gives you confidence in the FBI that they could lose something, a valuable piece of evidence like that. It's just gone, right? I think it's gone on purpose. Uh, I, you know, Hunter Biden and the whole Biden family—they're they're all bivalves. They're corrupt. They're bottom feeders. They are. Everybody knows it at this point. Uh, I, I think pretty much, uh, unless you're a diehard liberal idiot who who is just going to toe the company line no matter what. Everybody is aware of, about what a scumbag uh, Hunter Biden is. I, I think the issue is I, I don't think anything's going to happen about it. I, I really don't. I, I think, unfortunately, right. as far as a story, it's it's people are not paying as much attention 
because to, to me it should be a huge story. We're talking about deep corruption, deep corruption going all the way back to the Obama years, and and something that should be investigated and prosecuted. You have a sitting president who, when he was a vice president, admitted to this corruption on camera with another government, and uh, I, I think unfortunately for for most people, it's a back it's it's a back row story. It's not something that people are all all that concerned with because they're more concerned with how much they're paying for gas. They're concerned with the border. They're concerned with the economy uh, because all that stuff's personal. And I, I think it's unfortunate because it should be a much bigger story than it is. And it's just, it's, just you know, you're, you're a hundred percent as always a hundred percent correct on that. And there's one thing though, that could throw a wrench into their thinking. And you're right. A lot of people aren't even thinking about this story at all, but there's a, remember there's a grand jury impaneled right now. The grand jury is hearing from witnesses and the grand jury asked one of the witnesses yesterday about Joe Biden being the big guy, the 10% right. payoff with Joe Biden that was included in this. Now, that, if you get an indictment that's handed down against Hunter Biden, and that's one of the things that Gutfeld was talking about yesterday on The Five, they're going to go to Joe, and they're going to say to Joe, you're going away. And they're going to do that anyway before 2024. You're going away. You're not going to be allowed to run. But in order to, to get you to step aside, we're going to allow you to issue a pardon to Hunter. You're going to be able yep. to fully pardon him or he won't suffer any consequences. And that was Gutfeld saying that yesterday. He's 100% correct in, in what they're going to attempt to do on that. But it, the whole thing changes if Joe gets an indictment on this thing, too. I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying. In fact, I'm saying the opposite's going to happen. But if, they, if there's any kind of corruption, and I do believe that Joe's involved in this up to his eyeballs, oh, if they yeah. indict him, too, or get close to indicting him to, it's it, that's a total game changer right there. That's big. I agree. It'll never happen, though. It'll never. If he were Trump and and all the roles, everything were equal except these were Trumps. Different story. But he's a Biden. It ain't never. They never going to indict him ever, ever, ever. He is too well protected. Uh, he could be guilty as crap. He, you know, you you could have video of Joe Biden selling crystal meth on the streets. Uh, of 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 Wilmington and nothing would happen, uh, you know. It, it's it's sad, but it's true. And I, I I heard Gutfeld say that last night too, and I'm like, that that makes perfect sense. Okay, this is going to be our bargaining chip. You want your kid to go to jail for the rest of his life, or uh, do you want to be able to pardon him? Well, then you got to step aside. the The problem then, as you and I have discussed a million times before, is what happens then. What happens when he doesn't <laughs> run? Who? Who are we dealing with? Are we seriously <laughs> contemplating a President Kamala? Because she's an idiot. I mean, Biden, Biden's corrupt and Biden's senile and Biden's sundowning all over the place. But Kamala is an actual moron. Uh, you know, what happens then? I mean, if he, you know, I mean, I, I, what are we talking about here about not running for that second term, right? So who do they right, get? Right, right. I but can I tell about. you what's being... Is it Buttigieg? <laughs> uh, what they're talking about in Democrat circles right now is not her, but switching her out for Gavin Newsom and having Gavin become the president and oh, run as, a, wow. as an incumbent later oh, on God. next year. <laughs> no, I'm not saying oh, they're going to do that. God. I'm just saying that they're talking about that. There's discussion about Gavin Newsom becoming the vice president, switching her out, her going to California, becoming the governor of California, actually, and just kind of switching roles. That's actually been brought up in Democrat circles. Well, but I, one I last honestly, thing, because you, you mentioned oh, sure. it. I, 
I, I wanted I wanted to give you props there because you mentioned something a second ago that we we visit a lot on this show and it's a hundred percent true. He's never Joe is never asked about this from the alphabet media. He's never asked this question about Hunter or whether or not he was involved. None of them. Anytime Joe's yep. doing a press conference, they never bring it up. And if it were Donald Trump and Little Don or his other son Eric that this has been uh, levied against, you know that every time Donald Trump walked to the helicopter or went to the press room or anytime Donald Trump was anywhere, you know they would bash him with questions about this. Oh, yeah. Bash him. And if Trump had admitted on camera that he did something, that he held, you know, funds and supply and, uh, and, and stuff to another country to shut down an investigation of Donald Trump Jr., he'd already be out of office. He'd already be out of office. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's insanity. Uh, but that's why I say that they, nothing ever going to happen to Joe. But I, I think Gutfeld was on to something there as far as how do you shuffle Joe off. You know, uh, uh, holding that uh, pardon chip over his head might be, you know, the way they do it. But I, I honestly think that they, they thought Kamala was going to be more than she is. I think Kamala mm-hmm. Harris fooled a hell of a lot of people. Uh, and, and they've mm-hmm. suddenly realized we can't just kick him out of or shuffle him off during his term and bring her in. She's mm-hmm. not capable of right. it at all. No. So what do we do? I, you no. know, They've been talking about Pete Buttigieg. I'm like, oh, God. Anyway. Oh, I, 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 yeah, that was another thing. Right? <laughs> Put Pete Booty in there. All right. Oh, yeah. We're behind on the news. Right back. President Biden today taking a step to make health care more affordable for some Americans, he'll be joined by former President Barack Obama. Karen Travers with details. President Biden today will highlight a fix for the so-called family glitch of the Affordable Care Act, a new Treasury Department rule that says family members who have to pay more than 10% of income for health care coverage can receive financial assistance. The administration says this will help 200,000 Americans gain coverage and will lower premiums for nearly a million more. This will begin to take effect in January 2023, A senior administration official says this is the most significant action to improve the Affordable Care Act since it was first implemented. As Democrats move toward confirming Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court by the end of the week, three Republican senators announcing they plan to join Democrats to confirm her to the nation's highest court. All three joined Democrats to force Judge Jackson's nomination out of the Senate Judiciary Committee after a vote there Monday afternoon ended in a tie. Here's Faith Abube with the latest. Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson's Supreme Court nomination is now on track for a full Senate confirmation vote this week. Senator Mitt Romney is one of at least three Republicans who plan to back her confirmation. In a statement, Romney, who opposed Judge Jackson's confirmation to the District Court of Appeals last year, said, quote, While I do not expect to agree with every decision she may make on the court, I believe that she more than meets the standard of excellence and integrity. GOP Senators Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins also plan to vote to confirm Judge Jackson. Officials reporting that a human leg found by a driver on I-10 in Cibolo a couple of weeks ago came from a fatal accident scene in Bernie. After the leg turned up on the highway, police made some phone calls and they found out there had been a deadly accident in Bernie earlier in the day. The leg belonged to a truck driver from Kerrville who was hit and killed as he stood on the road next to where he pulled his truck to the right shoulder. Police believe the leg somehow became attached to a passing truck and was carried about 50 miles to where it was found. San Antonio Fire Chief Charles Hood says the city is seeing 26% more fires so far this fiscal year compared to last year. He spoke Monday at the Ella Austin Community Center on the east side. That's where the greatest number of fires is taking place. 
Fire crews responded to 39 fires on the east side since October. Well, it is April 5th and celebrating birthdays today. Actor Max Gale, best known for his role on Barney Miller, 79 today. Agnita Falzcock from ABBA, 72. Mike McCready from Pearl Jam is 56. And country singer and San Antonio native Pat Green is 50 today. 836 KTSA AccuWeather and Time Saver Traffic up next. Well, the boys from Stevens Roofing were here at the warehouse yesterday looking around and deciding what we're going to do as a plan for the roof on our home. Look, I don't want you to be caught out with a bad roof here when we have all these spring rains and thunderstorms and everything that comes through. You know any of these storms can get severe. You want to make sure they stay outside of your house and they're not inside of your house causing damage. And that's what Stevens Roofing is all about, preventing that damage by getting you the best roof that can possibly be on your home. Most professional roofing organization I've ever seen they're family-owned, they're reputable, they're reliable, and they've always been your local roofer. And i got to tell you, that makes a difference when you're from here and not Dallas or Houston. When you're from San Antonio, you care about San Antonio in a really unique way. And our friends over at Stevens Roofing, they care about you. They care about your family, they care about your home, and they care about your roof. That's why I always say Stevens Roofing has your family covered. Get a free roof inspection today and make sure you're ready for those tough spring storms around here from Stevens Roofing. Just call them at 210 